0: This is David Dearman. I'm the pastor at Memphis Tabernacle, and this is our podcast. I wanted to thank you for joining us today. I hope that this message inspires you and builds your faith. I hope that it gives you fresh insight and strength to see God move in your life. Enjoy the message. Amen. Would you open to John chapter 5 and Acts chapter 14. John chapter 5 in Acts chapter 14. Last week, I began to speak, uh, uh, was sharing a message of what to do when your faith seems weak, and I gave you five things to do when your faith seems weak. Points number one, two, and three were about developing your faith. Every one of us has faith. The Bible says he's given all of us faith. We don't have to pray for faith. We have faith. You don't have to pray for arms and legs. You have arms and legs. <laughs> and... Uh, but we do have to develop those things. And points four and five of last week, we talked about acting on what you believe. And I didn't get to four and five. So uh, four, point four last week about what to do when your faith seems weak is ask God in faith with no doubting. But point number five is what I want to talk about today. And I believe that there's something in it specifically for you this morning. You say, who am I talking to? You. You. <laughs> there's something god has specifically in this point number five for you today and and this is just called it's time to act it's time to act look at john chapter five john chapter five and verse six There's a scene that is an interesting scene i remember being over in israel and i i saw exactly where this was but there's this pool that was out there where uh people who didn't have use of their arms or legs. In the Bible, they'll say, you know, they were crippled, they were handicapped. And what would happen is, and I, I don't really understand it. Some people have asked me, what does this mean an angel would come and stir up the water? That an angel would come stir up the water and then you'd kind of have a race to the water. You know, you'd have crippled people race to the water and they're dragging themselves to the water and kind of whoever gets in the water first and you kind of go, what is that story all about in the Bible? I mean, it's in the Bible. I'm not making fun of people. I'm just saying, isn't that have you ever thought about that? What does he mean? <laughs> what does he mean? <laughs> they're gonna have a race to the water. You know, all these people are gonna have a race to the water, and whoever gets in the water first wins, and they're the ones who get healed. Well, that's what was happening, and there was this guy who was crippled. He didn't have use of he, he, he didn't have use of his arms and legs, and or his legs at least. And Jesus was walking by and he knew Jesus was healing, and this is where we find this story in John chapter 5 and verse 6. It says this, when Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he had already been in that condition for a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, Jesus, and said, sir, I have no one to put me into the pool when the water stirred, but when I'm coming, another one steps in front of me. And Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made well and took up his bed and walked. And that's kind of the whole story right there. But I want to point out a couple things about this story. Number one was the Bible says that Jesus walked up to him, and this man obviously was, couldn't walk, and he said, do you want to be made well? Is that what he asked him? He said, do you want to be made well? Now why did he ask him that? Would you walk up to a person that you saw had an obvious need in their life, and they've had that obvious need for a long time, and he asked them, do you want to be made well? I'll tell you why, because faith, where is faith found? In our hearts and in our, in our mouth. We don't get saved except us believing and with our mouth. Jesus, notice Jesus just didn't walk down the street and start pushing healing on people. No, people would come to him for healing. They would have their hearts open for healing and he would bring healing to them. The same thing in our lives. We don't just say, well, if God wants to heal me, he'll heal me. That's not true. Because God wants to save a lot of people and he doesn't save a lot of people. It's people have to be open and in a position for healing in their hearts. They have to be open and in a position for salvation in their hearts. What I'm not saying is that it's works. But what I am saying is that it is important for us to be in a place of faith to receive from the Lord. So Jesus walked up to this guy and he said, "Uh, do you want to be made well? What was he asking him? What do you want? Can I tell you this morning? It's important for you and I to know what it is that we're asking God for. If you want to be in a position of faith, do you know what it is that you're asking God for? Like if right now, if, if God come, walks up to your front door, knocks on the door, and says, what is it that I can do for you? Are you ready to say, this is what, I, what it is that I want, Lord? Or are you in a position that you're just saying, well, whatever God wants? Well, that's not really the truth, because sometimes we don't attach our desires to our words, It's important to know what is it that you're asking for. I want you to notice what Jesus asked. Do you wanna be made well? And notice what the sick man answered him and said. He didn't say yes, he didn't say no. But he gave him an excuse of why he's not made well. He didn't say yes, Jesus, I wanna be made well. He said, sir, I have no man to put me in the pool when the water stirred up, but while I'm coming, another one stands before him. You know what he did? He gave back to Jesus the reason why the miracle wasn't happening. And I think that's sometimes what we do. Am I not right? Yeah. Sometimes we will say, the Lord says, do you want me to do a miracle in your life? And you say, I'm not educated enough. Do you want me to do something in your life? And you say, but you don't know my past. Do you want me to, uh, God says, I want to use you in something. I want you to step out in something. And you say, but I'm not ready yet. I'm not prepared yet. I didn't put in the time. Do you know what I did this week? And you make all these excuses. Jesus said, do you want to be made well? And what did the man say? Well, the reason I'm not made well, and he had all the excuses for Jesus. And sometimes we can do that. Can, can anyone admit that this morning? Yeah, I, I know that I, I've done that. Then what, what's happened? He says, sir, no one's able to put me in the water. And Jesus said to him, verse 8, rise, take up your bed and walk. I want you to notice Jesus ignored all the excuses. Jesus bypassed the way that, that, that healing was happening. See, he was around a certain way. Man, that's beautiful, isn't it? Thank you, Jesus. Let's thank you for rain. Thank you, Lord, for rain. <laughs> I was just thinking of all the times in California that I prayed for rain. It would rain 13 days a year in California, 13 days a year. So we would pray for, I couldn't even water my lawn because it was illegal to water your lawn. And I'd say, Lord, we need some rain. And he's answered my prayer here. (laughs) Thank you, Jesus, for rain. Thank you, Jesus, for rain. So what happened? This man made all these excuses. Jesus bypassed all the excuses, and he just said, do you want to be made well? See, if the Lord's trying to get healing to you, if the Lord's trying to get Maybe a blessing to you if the Lord's trying to get promotion to you if the Lord's trying to get answered prayers to you is your response back to him. Here's what it is that I want or is your response back to him Lord here's all the reasons why I don't think those things can happen. Lord, I've disqualified myself. And what I was going to say is this man had lived in a condition where he had seen the way that healing was happening over and over, day after day, maybe for years and years and years. So when Jesus came, he put that filter of preconceived experience and ideas into the healing. Notice what Jesus did. He bypassed it and said, let's put all that aside. Rise up, walk. Can I tell you, Jesus doesn't need all the experience. Jesus doesn't need for you to have crossed your T's and dotted your I's. If he tells you, now get up and walk, it's time for you to get up and walk. Bypass all those things. The Bible says that he's a redeemer of time. Some people say, but you don't know how much that I've done to mess it up. I've disobeyed the Lord over and over and over again. And, but do you want to serve him now? I want to serve him now. So do what he's telling you to do now. Well, what about making up for all those things? No. He's already made up for all those things by the blood of Jesus. So what did he do? Jesus said, rise, take up your bed and walk. Jesus bypassed the man's excuses and he gave him an action plan. Told him exactly what to do. Verse 9, it says, and immediately the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. I want you to notice what he did. He immediately was made well and he took up his bed and walked. I I, I bet I know when he he was healed is when he started acting on what Jesus said to do. When was Jesus, when did the healing get done? When Jesus said it. But when was the manifestation of the healing? When could you see the healing? When he got up. When he got moving. What I want to tell you this morning, and I believe the Lord's saying this to us this morning, is that for some of you, the answer's already done. It's just time to act. Some of you are waiting on the answer and you're waiting on the answer to move forward and I believe that for some of you, maybe not for everybody, but for some of you, it's time to act. It's time to God saying, it's done. And you give him all the excuses. You give him all the things that need to happen first. All the things that were done right, all the things that were done wrong and he almost ignores it and says, no, 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 none of that stuff push it aside rise take up your bed and walk move forward but it it happens in the action in the healing there's a season there's a time for everything how many how many people in here like guacamole come on how many like guacamole okay you know (laughs) something about guacamole I like guacamole and I'm I'm just gonna you say why would you get off on guacamole you know Look, look at the screens right here on this first picture Guacamole. There is avocados. Okay, up, up on the scripture. California avocados. We ate avocados all the time. There's these hoss, but I'll tell you, avocados here are the same. It's just as good. We just had a million of them. Okay, not ripe, almost ripe, ready to eat, past ripe. Well, if you look up on the screens, have you ever tried to eat an avocado that was not ripe? How did it taste? Nasty. Have you ever tried to eat an avocado that was past ripe? How did it taste? Nasty, right? You ever tried to eat a avocado that was almost ripe? How did it taste? Almost ripe, right? But when you get a ready to eat avocado, now I know I'm making someone hungry. You say, "What time are we getting out of here?" <laughs> go, have me, go have me some guacamole. Watch, flip, flip over to that. Flip, flip to that next page. You get some guacamole, okay? You take that, you know, some of the restaurants have to where they say, you want us to come make it at your table? I say, yeah, I want you to make it at my, I want to see if that's, if if it's good, good avocados, right? Because there's a pre-time for them and there's a post-time for them and they don't taste good too early and they don't taste good too late. But at the right time when they take back and they take that pit out of it and they scoop that. Uh, the the I guess the meat out of that avocado and not meat you understand uh, out of that avocado and they mush it up and they put the garlic and salt and pepper in that and you can almost taste it right now it's so good why because it's at a perfect time can I tell you that's what happens in our hearts in a way that we put the word of God into our hearts and it starts to develop it starts to grow and sometimes we want to cash in on that too early you just put the word of God in there and tomorrow you want to go where's the harvest. Well, Jesus said the kingdom of God is as if a man should plant seed and should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should grow and he doesn't know how. Well, he he said the sower sows the word of God. When you put the word of God into your heart and you sleep by night and rise by day, if you were to try to peel back that guacamole after you just planted the seed, you're not gonna get the right harvest. And I think that's what happens with our prayers sometimes. We pray too quickly. We we pray too quickly. We wait till the emergency, till the last minute, and I don't know what to do. If you don't answer today, I'm gonna die, right? We wait till the very last minute instead of planting God's word in our hearts and allow an ongoing harvest to happen. Isn't that what Psalm chapter one says? His delight is in the law of the Lord. In his law, he meditates day and night. He'll be like a tree planted by the rivers of water Planted, notice, not just visiting. plant. Not just talking about healing when you need it. Not just planting healing scriptures when you need it. Someone know what I mean? Well, I don't really need them right now. Not just planting uh, the direction of the Lord when you need it, but ongoingly planting the word of God so that you have confidence and faith that at any time in your life, God will come through because he's a good God. Isn't that right? And so what happens here? Avocados, you need to put, have them at the right season, not too early and not too late. But it takes you looking and seeing when that time has come. Now, I'm going to come back to that in just a minute, but I want you to look at a second place, and that's in the book of Acts chapter 14. Acts, Acts chapter 14. And this, that first story was about Jesus. The second story is about Paul. Paul is speaking the word of God at Lystra. It says, Acts 14 verse 8, It says, and in Lystra, a certain man without strength in his feet was sitting, a cripple from his mother's womb who had never walked. Now, sometimes the Lord will do restorative miracles to where someone did walk and they got injured and they got hurt. And then other times there's just a a, a miracle to where this guy never even developed the coordination with his feet before. You know, sometimes if you've developed that coordination, at least you can get back to it. This man had never, ever, ever used his feet and learned how to balance and learn how to walk before. I want you to see this. So what's happening? It says that Paul heard, or this man heard Paul speaking, verse 9. What is What comes by hearing? Faith comes by hearing. So he heard Paul speaking, and Paul observing him intently and seeing that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet, and he leaped and he walked. I want you to notice what happened. This man heard Paul speaking. Paul looked back at the man, and he saw that the man had faith, but the man didn't have healing. Let me ask you a question according to what you can see here. Did this man have faith? Answer me. Did this man have faith? Paul said he saw that he had faith. But did he have healing? Which means you can have faith and not have healing. It's not just about believing. It's not just about, I believe, I believe. Why isn't it happening? Well, I want you to notice what happened. He says, he saw that this man had faith. Paul observed, observed him intently. And so he said with a loud voice, I don't know if he had to wake him up or something, But he said with a loud voice, stand up straight on your feet. (laughs) I don't know if he he was mean or anything about that. But he said, (laughs) let's try it this way. Stand up straight on your feet, right? And what happened? It says he leaped and he walked. He leaped and he walked. He got up. He got up. And I want to tell you this morning, (laughs) this man had faith, but he wasn't healed. When did he receive healing? When he acted on the word. See, I'm speaking to someone this morning in this place that some of you are waiting on your healing. Some of you are waiting on your answer. Some of you are waiting on your promise. And some of you, God is waiting on you to receive it. The title of my message is, It's Time to Act. I'm almost done with it, but it's time to act. It's time to act. Believing is not enough. Faith needs corresponding action. To see it carried through. James chapter 2, verse 14 says this What does it profit, my brethren, if someone says that he has faith but does not have works? What is he saying? He's all talk, no action. He has faith but he doesn't have works. Can faith save him if a brother or sister is naked? And destitute of daily food and one of you says depart in peace be warmed and be filled but you don't give him the things that are needed for the body what is a profit? in other words if you just tell him hey be warmed and be filled does that help the man doesn't help the man but you have to follow through with your words that's what he's saying verse 17 thus also faith by itself if it does not have works is dead now, can you see that in these other, two, uh, these other two stories that when Jesus walked up to the guy by the pool and he told him, stand up straight and go, if he didn't stand up straight, he wouldn't have received his healing. Do you see that? This guy who had faith, if he didn't stand up and walk, he wouldn't have received his healing. And he's saying here, faith without works, verse 16 Depart in peace, be warm and be filled. Verse 17, thus also faith by itself if it does not have works is dead. Look at verse 18. But someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith with your works and I will show you my faith by my works. I want you to notice, I will show you my faith by my works. You know what that means? The works do not replace the faith. The works display the faith. The works don't replace the faith. In other words, you don't say, well, you can sit on your booty and believe all day. I'm gonna get out there and make it happen. No, 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 no. It's not getting out there and replacing faith and saying, you know, I'm not gonna believe anymore. I'm gonna get out there and make it happen. No, it's the, the, the works are a display or a representation that you have faith. It's faith with corresponding action. Would you mind saying that this morning? Faith, faith. with corresponding action. Faith with action. It's those two things together. So in verse 19, he says, of James, he says, you believe that there's one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. What is he saying? He's saying, you say I'm a believer? Well, the demons believe. Big deal. But do you want to know, foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? What was the promise that God gave to Abraham? That he would be a father of many nations. Listen, I want everybody to catch this. What was the, the, the promise that he gave Abraham? That he would be the promise, father of many nations. And who was that promise going to come through? Through Isaac. So then God told Abraham to go kill Isaac. So I want you to notice, works don't always go in line with how you think the answer should go. Works don't always go, like you might say, well, the reason why I'm going to step out and do this is because God wants me to do this, so I'm going to to step in and make it happen. I want you to notice, Abraham walked in and killed what he thought would make it happen because he wanted God to know that his faith was in the Lord. So it's not trying to make your faith line up with your works logically. It's about obeying the Lord. Works in this case were actually contrary to him receiving from the Lord. It showed that he believed the Lord. Can you see that this morning? You see what I'm saying this morning? Let me say it, Let me say it again because I'm, I'm, I think about half of you got it, okay? Listen, Abraham had a son named Isaac who was a son of promise. That son, through that son, was going to become the promise that he would be Father Abraham. God told him, kill that son. And so what, did, what does the Bible use as an example here of what faith and works are? He came over, and he didn't try to make that son... The works weren't trying to make that son be the way that he received the promise. The works were putting his faith in God. So he came over and he said, God, I'm gonna obey you and I would even be willing to kill my son if you tell me to do that, which is the son of promise, my only son, if that's what you're telling me to do. That's the work that backed up his faith. So his faith wasn't just to receive the promise. His faith was to listen to God and receive the promise. Do it the way that God told him to do it. So he says here, uh, well, works were actually contrary to him receiving. He says, do you see a man, do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works, faith was made perfect. Notice, by works, faith was made perfect. Some of you are working out your faith right now. God's telling you to do some stuff. That doesn't always make sense. It doesn't always seem like it lines up to your promise. Like if if you're going this direction and your promise is over here and God's saying, turn this way. And you're like, wait a minute. But God told me to go here, so I'm gonna turn this way. No, God said, turn this way. Maybe he's trying to take you on a detour because right here there's a big wreck and he's trying to get you around that and get you to a, a better way. But I want you to notice that he says that works were in line with faith so that he could receive the promise. And he was called, he says, and Abraham believed God. That was the work. And it was accounted to him for righteousness and he was called a friend of God. You see then that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. (laughs) A man receives the promise of God in his life not by just believing, but it's by acting and believing. It's by doing what God said to do and believing. It's by doing according to what what the word of the Lord is. Verse 26, he says, For as the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. Faith without works is dead also. And I want to tell you one more scripture, and that's what I already alluded to in Mark chapter 4, verse 14. Jesus says, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground sleep by night and rise by day. Jesus says to the disciples, or the disciples come to Jesus and say, what in the world are you talking about? Uh, Why are you talking about farmers and seed in the ground? And Jesus said, "Here's here's the story. The sower sows the word. The word of God is the seed. In fact, I have it there, you can fill it in. The seed is God's word. The ground is what? It's our hearts. Putting God's word into our hearts And then what does Romans 10, 17 say? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. The harvest is faith. The harvest is faith. When you take God's word into your heart and you keep planting God's word and watering God's word in your heart, what comes? Faith arises. Faith comes in your heart. And I want to read you this verse. It says, The kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground. Mark 4, 26 and he should sleep by night and rise by day and the seed should sprout and grow heat grow and he himself does not know how can i tell you when you take god's word and you plant it into your heart over and over and over and over something's growing on the inside something is growing on the inside you don't see it you don't you don't know how it works but you don't need to know how it works. You just need to continue to plant the word of God. He said, he himself does not know how. God's word grows in our hearts. Verse 28, for the earth yields crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that, the full grain in the head. But when the grain ripens immediately, and this is what I wanted to get to, immediately he puts in the sickle because the harvest has come. Can you put that picture of that avocado up again? The, uh, the, yeah, this. Look at, no, no, not the guacamole <laughs> it. Get, get Look at where it says ripe. He says that you plant the word of God in your hearts. Look right over here. You plant the word of God in your hearts. And you're saying, but I can't eat of it yet. But it's not ready yet. I'm praying, but my prayers aren't working yet. What, do you, what should you do? Keep planting the word. And what's growing on the inside? Faith. Your faith is growing on the inside and you may be at the place right here you're at breaking point, right? You're not at the place where it's ripe yet and you're planning the word of God. But can I tell you, I believe the reason why I'm giving this message today is cuz there's many people in this room right now that are at the place where it says ripe. And maybe some that are almost on the edge of overripe. And God's saying to you, it's time to get out. It's time to move. It's time to receive. It's time to activate what you've been believing for. And others, you know that there's areas in your life that that you need to continue to develop those things in your heart. For many of you, it's time to act. How do you know it's time to release your faith? How do you know it's time when he says, when the harvest has come, immediately he puts in the sickle. Immediately he puts in the harvest. How do you know it's time to act? Because your, your faith's grown up. You believe now. How do you know... How do kids know it's time to grow up and move out of the house? They're grown up. (laughs) Somebody says, someone needs to tell my kids that. No, they're grown up. It's time to grow up and get out. It's time to move out. It's time to get out on your own. And it's time for many of you that you've been developing something on the inside and it's time to release those things. There's two questions that I put down here at the bottom. One is where does my faith need to be developed? Would you just bow your heads? Put down your notes right now if you don't mind. Just bow your heads, close your eyes. Where does my faith need to be developed? What areas do I need to grow in faith in? Maybe some of you, you have fear. You're afraid to even approach a subject or to approach, you don't know what to do. Some of you, it is healing. Some of you, it's maybe you're so far in debt. And you feel like, well, I'm the one who messed this whole thing up. You know, I got myself in debt. I don't know if God can, well, he can. Some of you, it may be a relationship that needs to be healed. What areas does your faith need to be developed? And then number two, where does my faith need some corresponding action? Would you just stop and ask the Lord that right now? Lord, is there are there areas in my life, just like Jesus spoke to this man and said, get up, It's like Paul spoke to this man and said, get up, that you're telling me what to do right now. Come on, let me pray for you right now. Father God, we pray. Show us what we need to do right now. Open your hearts to the Lord. Ask him, ask him, ask him. Lord, show me what to do. Are there areas that we're installing? We're on pause. We don't know, Lord, what you're saying. Or we do know what you're saying. We don't know. We don't know what's gonna happen. Speak to us clearly, Lord. Speak to us clearly, we pray right now. In the name of Jesus. Speak to us clearly right now. In the name of Jesus. Speak to us clearly right now. In the name of Jesus. Just keep your heads bowed and your eyes closed. If there's anybody in here, listen, who there's something that the Lord is calling you to act on, I want you to just stand up to your feet. There's something in your life that he's calling you to act on. Just go ahead and stand up to your feet right where you are, and I want to pray for you. He's calling you to act on. You know that there's something in your life that you've been waiting on, and he's calling you to take some some action step, some action step toward that. Just stand up to your feet right where you are. Many, many stand up to your feet. Anyone else? Some action step. And I want to pray for you this morning. Some action step. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Father. Anyone else? Anyone else? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Can everybody, those especially standing, would you open your arms up to the Lord right now? I want you to repeat this after me right now. Say, Lord Jesus, say it out. Lord Jesus, I submit my heart to you. I submit my life to you. I want to see the miraculous done in my life. I want to see your perfect plan happen in me. Whatever you tell me to do, this day, this minute, I commit to you to step out in faith and to act on your word. And I believe that you're going to carry me through. And I thank you for it in the name of Jesus.